0: Well, hi TJs. it's John here. Happy Monday and all that. Uh, I recently spoke to Rob Therner. Rob is founder and CEO of Burn the Sky, the independent executive education specialist providing online and face-to-face digital courses. Uh, We talked about something which is very prominent in 2021 and the last few years, to be honest, but it's definitely something that all businesses are going to go through and that is digital transformation. Uh, We talked about how you can do more with less. I think I've heard that one before. Uh, We talked about skills gaps and we talked about about upskilling and how companies can make the best of the current situation that we find ourselves in. So get yourself a cuppa and enjoy. So what to you is um, successful digital transformation? What's it going to consist of in 2021? Uh, Okay, John, great to join you uh, for this session. So
1: I think there are four key pillars to successful digital transformation. Some of them are more technical and some of them are more uh, interpersonal and collaborative. So I'd say the kind of technical ones are really um, ensuring that your business is orientated around the needs of the customer, whether it's a B2C or B2B customer, and that we are customer first rather than business and product or service first. The other one, technical, is is around the use of data, so how we use technology to Power the business uh, to capture valuable data insights, and then to adopt automation technology to to uh, make your business more efficient and more more productive. But the, the more difficult bits are around leadership, digital organization leadership, which which encompasses collaboration and an agile mindset, and then innovation and how we develop an innovation culture. And those are the aspects which I would say. Are most important when it comes to um, uh, leadership development and um, the, the people aspects.
0: I mean, it's it's obvious that uh, a lot of companies uh, haven't been able to survive the the last few months, um, or have had to make fairly significant uh, cuts and or redundancies. So doing more with less is a refrain that I've heard for pretty much the entire time I've been involved in learning and development in the last decade or so, but it's probably never more um, a- a- applicable to right now. So how can companies realistically do this? How can they do more with less? Well, I think the the, the two more
1: with less um, variables are inevitably come down to time and money. Now, in the pre-COVID days, we had the luxury of running face-to-face workshops where you'd get a group of people carefully selected into a room and run what was typically a one- or two-day workshop experience. And the great advantage there was having uh, these people in a room together with their undivided attention and being able to focus on a specific um, agenda and um, work together towards sharing those learnings and bringing them into practice but there was always a bit of a problem there that there wasn't enough time and you're always rather rushed to go through the agenda so I think to your point about more with less what we have now is more time people aren't spending time commuting there isn't time spent in the office doing stuff which is uh, often rather unproductive and so people have more time to reflect and more time to um to devote to learning and skills development. And so I think the big advantage here is how we can use that time more efficiently. And that means being more prepared for the experiences we can deliver with some pretty clever technology now, which allows for very immersive and very interactive training experiences and longer intervals between the programs. So typically a two-day face-to-face event is now run across a series of modules delivered online often 90 minutes maybe up to i think two hours absolutely max for a single event and by having more time in between them we're able to plan more carefully and construct and deliver activities assignments and the like which can allow the participants to really think about applying the learnings to their business which ultimately is the true mark of success for a training programme. It's not just about delivering frameworks and theories, it's about bringing it back to the business. And so we do have the benefit there, uh, afforded by longer intervals between the the sessions themselves.
0: Another thing I think that has always been there, and probably, I mean, always will be there, is is uh, the, the skills gap. But do you see any particular big skills gaps now because of what we're going through? and what are they, and how can companies fill these? So I think the big uh,
1: skills gap. yeah, I mean there are, there are many, many areas of um, skills and capabilities which need to be addressed, and a lot of these are changing very rapidly. So I think the the, the first one is, is really around the mindset, the mindset. So it's not just about um, in the old days, it was a case of hiring really smart people making sure that they were qualified to deliver an excellent product or service and then get that out in the marketplace and move on to the next one. These days, the nature of digital is that we can be capturing in real time feedback from our customers. And so with that feedback, we need to be very good at bringing it into the business and iterating rapid iterative prototyping which allows us to constantly refine and improve the service or the product in real time is the key to success i was talking to a client only yesterday um, who a guy who's actually invested in a very successful jewelry business and the the opportunity they've taken is to turn a an 80% drop in sales, thanks to COVID, because people weren't buying uh, in store and they were buying on the website, invest very heavily in building a great website. And they've seen that their sales have increased threefold since the pandemic uh, kicked in. And they're spending a lot of time looking at the feedback from the website. What do people like? What do people not like so much? And in real time, adjusting the web proposition so I think this is a real time feedback building into improved improve product or service, which is, is changing the way that people are thinking about their, their uh, output. And the other bit linked to that is how people actually do it. And we're moving into a world where developing rapid um, sprint based approaches to product or service development squads and bringing in different participants from different parts of the business working collaboratively fundamentally changes the model so instead of having all ideas cascading from the top and do what you're told more around empowering people to come up with their own ideas work collaboratively and um uh be be responsible for not just the output itself but the way in which the the product or service is developed so i'd say those two twin areas are key skills which are missing and then if i may how do you fill them well there are some techniques which have been seen to be very effective and i think it really starts with understanding what skills your people have got at the moment and where the priorities are. And like many organizations, we run skills assessment um, um, uh, programs where we understand where there's a, a proficient level of knowledge there needs to be a, a much enhanced level of knowledge if, if the, the people concerned are, are leading these these programs. And then for some, they may just need to have an awareness of what's going on so they can be managing these people. So starting with the skills assessment and then building roadmaps, learning roadmaps, which can be customized around the needs of the participants and with greater or lesser degrees of detail, depending on their role, and then making sure critically that all training isn't just about teaching principles, but it's applied to real business challenges. And that gets us into some quite exciting areas around group projects, group assignments, and ensuring that the learnings build themselves into roadmaps so these learnings can be applied immediately to tackle real world problems.
0: I think there's an an obvious answer to this, but but I'd like you to expand on it. Do you expect to see a rise in companies looking to upskill their current workforce as opposed to bringing talent in? And um, how do you think that's going to play out in the next few months? Well, I think it's a great question
1: that, John. And it's really a a question about how much of a threat does the business face if there's an incumbent, um, very, very agile in its thinking Unencumbered by some of the legacy processes and 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 uh, um, technical and software issues, and actually some often some people uh, barriers to rapid change, then it may be need they need to accelerate their response. In which case, getting experts in to assist is the best and fastest way to respond. Um, I would argue that longer term. Uh, it it really is better to replace external assistance by getting your own people up to speed. It's motivating for teams to have the opportunity to learn on the job rather than just be expecting a pay rise. It's empowering for them. And it's better overall because it's going to save the business a lot of time finding and then training new resource, which often takes over six months to be uh, up to speed and productive. Now, I think if you look at, how certain skills have developed, whether it's search or building websites or data skills or innovation. Often businesses will start by importing and bringing talent in and then switch to uh, upskilling their own people. But I would say all the while, we should always be aware that there are some experts out there who will never actually want to be employed full time by an organization, who act as very effective catalysts for change, and sometimes bringing the external expert in to stimulate, excite, provoke business as usual, people and processes, is a very good way of kickstarting and accelerating a transformation program. And so I would always want to keep some external um, uh, know-how in the business, even though your people are up to speed, just to keep challenging and provoking and uh, shifting the needle.
0: Great stuff. Well, Rob, thank you ever so much for your insight today. Um, this is something that all businesses are, are either going through or going to have to go through um, <laughs> at some point. And um, hope to speak to you very soon. Okay, thanks very much, John.